Lieutenant Yubari. Lieutenant Lorak. I thought the captain would be in here. Ah, yes. He had to do something to appease the Morexians, poor man. So he asked me to hold court for him this morning. He told me you'd come by for this week's command training assignment. You know about that. I'm the first officer. I know more about it than the captain does. And I think you're ready for your first live exercise. That sounds dangerous. It might be, but probably not in the way you're thinking. Two Excelsior department heads aren't getting along. It's gotten so bad that the head of Department A has ordered his people to stop all contact with Department B. And the head of Department B has gone to the captain to request formal censure of Department A. That is unacceptable. It is unprofessional. It is conduct unbecoming. Which is why the captain asked me to try handling it through back channels. If he has to get directly involved, he'll have no choice but to bash their heads together. So I'm supposed to find an unofficial solution. So, command quiz. How would you handle this? I'd confront both heads of department together. Inform them each that they both have one day to start acting like Starfleet officers. They don't have to be buddies, but they do have to be colleagues. If they can't settle their differences, I'd send them to the holodeck to work things out without regard for rank, and alert sickbay to expect a casualty. You know, that's actually not a bad idea. But it's the wrong answer. How so? It solves the problem. No, it doesn't. The right answer was a question, Lieutenant. You can't make a decision without complete information. And you don't even know which departments are involved here. As a matter of fact... Our feuding staff are the Major, head of the Marines, and Leo the Barkeep, head of the Civilian Union. They're not in the Naval Command structure. They're not our responsibility. Oh, sure. That's what the regulations say. But they're still aboard our ship. Leo's been speaking ill of the Marine Detachment, arguing that they represent what's wrong with Starfleet. Words getting around. The Major's forbidden his troops from attending any functions in the Delta Lounge until Leo is censured. And you're right. You can't give either of them a direct order on this matter. Not even the captain can completely ignore marine autonomy. But a true commander has to be able to give orders that other people will follow. Not because they have to, but because they want to. And I can't just bash their heads together? Ah, see, you're already learning to ask questions. But the answer to that one is no. Think of it like settling an argument between siblings. Do you have any sisters, Lieutenant? A brother. I don't think that's good advice for me, sir. You and your brother didn't get along? When he was bored, Bezu tried to murder me. That's terrible. How old were you? We were at the beach. I was eight, I think. Nine. The first time. Uh, well, perhaps we'll try something different then. What is it? It's a pocket watch. Joshua Underwood gave it to the captain before he left. Said Commodore Grin gave it to him when she was promoted away. He doesn't know where she got it. The captain and I think you should have it for a few days. Just to get the feel. It says Stardate 60631.4. 
How can a mechanical watch know the current star date? Nobody knows. Underwood says it's a Novacron master watch, at least three centuries old. Like all Novacron watches, when you try to open it up, the components tend to dust. But it always, always tells you the correct time according to the local time system, no matter what it is or where you are. Now that I wear a red uniform, I try every day to be as adaptable as this watch. I've learned that's what it's all about. Not pips, not rule books, not even high ideals. You have to be able to get the job done exactly right, no matter the situation. Interesting metaphor, sir. Lieutenant Lorak to the bridge. On my way. Join me, Lieutenant. Captain's Log, Supplemental. Despite their suspicions, our first contact mission to the Morexian Unity concluded on a genial note after all, thanks to Ensign Rawls' quick thinking and impressive fashion sense. Under Morexian Treaty Law, I am now required to record and transmit a full verbal accounting of Federation net and gross exports during the last fiscal year which I'm happy to do as a show of good faith. <clears throat> From planet Ostet 9, three gross of self-sealing stem bolts, 2,000 wrappages of Cardassian... Bridge to Captain Dovet. Thank the lords. I'm on my way. That really isn't necessary. Sir. Captain on the bridge. Too late, exec. I'm here. What have we got? A small starship. Unknown configuration, just ahead. Transponder codes? Actually, yes. The ship identifies as the Nagging Stella, a merchant outfit out of Foka Prime. They're hailing. On screen. This is Captain Elkar Dovan of the Federation Starship Excelsior. How can I help you, Mr. Mud? I am Jefferson Tiberius Mud, noble captain, master businessman, and intergalactic explorer plenipotential. Perhaps you've heard of me? Did you need something from us? Perhaps you need something from me, friend captain. Oh? Maps, dossiers, a little contraband Zath whiskey. All profits to the Zathana Fund against the occupation, of course. Many things of use to a lonely starship in the depths of space. The Zath Fund against the occupation. Really? Well... In that case, prepare for ship-to-ship transport, Mr. Mudd. With pleasure, good sir. Excelsior out. Mr. Rawl, beam our guest directly to the bridge. Ms. Yubari, I want you standing right next to me for this. Aye, sir. Something wrong, sir. Can you grab the hard currency supply, Alex? Sure, I'll be right back. Target locked. Energize. What a grand ship, sir. An exemplary captain you must be if Starfleet has entrusted you to steer so mighty a vessel. True. Admiral Parker does consider me an example. Though, not the flattering kind. This is my aide, Lieutenant Jubari. Sir, shouldn't Lieutenant Lorak Go ahead, Lieutenant. Shake the man's hand. 
Ah, when I was a lad, my grandfather told me stories about meeting angels in space. Of course, I never believed him. Until now, that is. You're too kind, sir. The Latin, sir. Our funding for any trades we make in this quadrant. Thank you, Mr. Lorak. We'll be in the conference room. You have the con. Aye, sir. I have the con. So, Mr. Mud, where do you get all this information to sell? You're human. Aren't you a bit far from home? Indeed, Captain. I am, like yourself, a citizen of the Federation. But doing business in the Federation is so suffocating. So I bravely became a pioneer, crossing through the galaxy with nothing but my ship and a gleam in my eye. Here I took on my life's work, promoting peace, understanding, and the free flow of goods among the peoples on this side. It's a touchy business sometimes, isn't it? Quite, sir, quite. It takes men of resolve and dedication, such as ourselves, to tread the high wire of diplomacy. I learned the trade from my father and my grandfather before me. Our current course takes us into what the locals are calling the Cernake Sector. What can you tell me? I'm sorry, Captain, but I cannot simply give away my merchandise. We must think of the Zath orphans. How much are you asking? For the complete, fully featured sector map and glossary? Hmm. Only a little latinum. Nine bars. Nine bars? We aren't that well-funded. Alas, I'm nearly giving it to you at cost. My margins leave me little room for barter. I'm going to want a sample first. No samples, Captain, and that's for your own good. The 59th rule of acquisition. Free advice is seldom cheap. Five bars. Eight. Four bars, three strips. And it's just going down from there. Done. The map will be in your computer database in a few moments, Captain. You drive a stubborn bargain. While my lieutenant counts out your money, I want the executive summary. Of course, my dear friend. You should turn around and go back the other way. The Sarnaic Sector is home to the Star Fountain. Every sane, star-faring power in the area avoids it. The Star Fountain? A spatial anomaly, Captain. Quite haunted. Quite, quite haunted. You sound like you speak from experience. I've seen men who came back from there, Captain. Strong men. They never spoke about it. But they were never the same. Turn back, now. That's the only thing you need to know about the Sarnaic Sector. Can I have my money now, Captain? Yes, of course. Four bars... And three strips. A pleasure doing business with you, Captain Dolvan. However, if you plan to continue on this hazardous course, I hope you won't think me rude if I repair myself to my humble ship. Actually, Mr. Mud, there is one other thing. Yes? Being a Starfleet captain involves quite a bit of paperwork as I'm sure you can understand, and uh, it just so happens I saw your name cross my desk this very morning. You did? Let me uh, check here on, on this pad. Ah, yes, just as I thought. It's a warrant for your arrest, Mr. Mud. 
Ms. Yubari, coughing. Impossible! This is an outrage! There must be some mistake. The Federation has no jurisdiction out here. Perhaps you'd like to hear the charges. I'm innocent. You did business with the Morexian Unity some weeks back, didn't you? Our business was perfectly legal. Fraud is never legal. Captain Dolvan, sir, you wound me. No, he doesn't. But I might. You made quite the poor impression on the Morexians, Mr. Mudd. So poor that when we arrived... They nearly opened fire on us. It was all a perfectly innocent misunderstanding. Well, then you should have no trouble explaining things to their High Curia. The High Curia? To whom you are going to make a personal apology. But the penalty for fraud on Morax's death! As you pointed out, this is their jurisdiction, not the Federation's. I suggest you make your apology convincing. That's all hearsay. Circumstantial. Besides, you entrapped me. No, Mr. Mudd. I'm afraid you asked us to beam you aboard. I made sure of that. Oh, dear. Brig reports ready for the prisoner, Captain. Eh, and I'll have to be confiscating that latinum you just received, Mr. Mudd. State's evidence. You understand. Energize. I'm innocent. Captain, you called me your aid. Well, I didn't want Mud to realize I was dragging him into a room with my chief of security, now did I? I'm just glad I didn't screw up and call you Commander again. You'll be earning that title for real soon enough, the way you're working. Thanks for the briefing on Mud this morning. I knew he'd be in the sector, but I didn't expect him to fly right into our loving embrace. That was lucky. Most good luck is just good planning. Which is probably why I have so little of it. Captain on the bridge. Mr. Mudd's resting comfortably in the brig, then, I take it? I may have forgotten to have them turn down the sheets and lay out the complimentary mints. Where to, Captain? Straight on, the Cernake Sector awaits. And hit it. Space. The final frontier. Somewhere, a star is exploding. Somewhere, a new colony is harvesting its first crop. Somewhere, there's a city made of flame neath a sky that screams with song. The Starship Excelsior's mission is to seek them out and bear witness. That's all you need to know. Star Trek Excelsior Starring Larry Phelan as Captain Alcar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. Emily Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. And Michael Liebman as Ensign Bavoni Roll. Tonight's episode Fear Itself by Joel Jordan.
So this is the haunted star fountain. It doesn't look like much. Just a big space cloud. It's beautiful. The colors are wonderful. Have you ever seen that shade of gold? Report, Commander Neva. It looks a lot like a white hole phenomenon, sir. But I've never seen a white hole act quite like this. It's almost pulsating, like a beating heart or a tide. I don't think I follow. White holes spew matter into space. And look, we can see that happening. Those long iridescent strings radiating from the cloud in the center. But see those black streaks? Something near the poles is also pulling matter back in. Like a heart. You've got it, Alka. Mr. Myers, secondary analysis. Aye. Anything else on navigational sensors, Ben? The usual celestial jetsam, sir. I can prep a Class 4 singularity probe. You should be able to find out what's at the center without actually entering. Why wouldn't we want to enter? You have to admit, it is a little spooky. Really? Captain, I'm picking up a faint signal from deep inside the star fountain. A distress call. See? Spooky. On speakers. Repeat, if anyone is there, please, we need immediate assistance. Can we reply? You're on, sir. This is Captain Alcar Dovan of the Federation Starship Excelsior responding to your distress call. What is your status? Survey vessel. We need to fountain to search for the Iconian treasure world in the center, but we were trapped in a gravimetric field. Iconian treasure world? Could they have found Avalon? Here? Alien vessel, how can we help? Main power is offline. Life support is failing. We need some of your dynamics to re-energize the drives. Please, you must agree. Two other passing ships have already ignored our We'll see you in a few hours, sir or madam. Excelsior out. Hell, full impulse. Take us into the anomaly. All ahead. Aye. All hands, get over that. Now let's show these lost souls what Federation moral superiority is all about. Sir. Remember when you asked me to tell you whether your inspiring speeches weren't so inspiring? Vaguely. Now penetrating the outer boundary layer. What the hell? Engineering, this is the bridge. What just happened? I can't explain it, Eva. There was a power fluctuation, like the whole ship just blinked. Sir, my console's still offline. Crack open the panel and take a look, Jack. I'll be there in a minute. Blinked? How? Science analogies were never my strong suit. I'll try to explain, sir. It's like... What the lost? What is that spinning blue light? And what is it doing on my ship? <laughs> Jack! I can see that, Mr. Rawl. Yubari, good shot. Sick bay. Please beam Jack Myers to a bio bed and hold him for observation. Dr. Myers here. Acknowledged. What was that thing? A weapon? An attack? And 
Where is it now? Suggestions. It disappeared. It may not be on board anymore. We don't get that lucky around here. I'll organize a search party. Did anyone even get a good look at it? It happened so fast. I saw it. It was a sparkling blue sphere. Too bright to look at it directly. It came out of the axis panel Jack was working on. Actually, I think it floated right through the geranium. It looked... fierce. And when it touched him... Captain, I recommend we survey the star fountain with probes and identify the exact status of the alien ship before we go any deeper. Their life support's failing. We don't have time. Neva, sensors, Yubari, security sweep. Find out what that thing was and where it is now. Brig access, Yubari, authorization, Bezu 227. Mr. Hertzler. Ma'am? The prisoner is comfortable? Yes, ma'am. Ah, oh, my jailer has arrived. My beautiful recherche jailer. I really don't want to hear it, Mud. Ah, oh, Lieutenant Yubari, you should not be so quick to... Wait. No, 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 wait. Yubari. I know that name. Why do I know that name? Yubari, Yubari, Yubari. 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 Bari Asuka! I haven't been called that in years. Who told you- You're Bezu's sister, the one he was always talking about. Bezu? How did you know my brother? Who would have guessed you'd be the perfect woman? When that Bezu knows, huh? I gave him that nose. Broke it when we were children. Goodness, madam, a little tyke like that? He was beating me. That time- I fought back. A mistake I paid for, dearly. How do you know him? Oh, you know, when you live life on the high seas of adventure, from time to time you're bound to come across a fellow sailor. Liar! What did you buy from him? Drugs? Guns? Nothing so nefarious, madam. This was, oh, nearly ten years ago now. I was trafficking in urgently needed... Medical supplies. You sold black market medical supplies during the height of the Dominion War. They were of only the highest quality. That just means they were stolen from the best medical ships on the front. Do you know how many troops died because of that piracy? You make me sound so villainous, my dear. Tell me, whatever happened to old Bezu? He vanished from all my contacts a few years after the treaty was signed. Intelligence caught up with him. He turned informant, gave us a lot of lowlifes, like you. Now he's retired on Najeb Prime. Najeb Prime? Really? Who's telling lies now, Yubari Asuka? Mr. Hertzler? Ma'am? Adjust Brig Force Field to prevent sound from escaping Mr. Mud's cell. Yes, ma'am. Switching to silent mode. Oh, but Jayla, that seems very unfortunate. No one is to speak to Mr. Mud for any reason without my express authorization. Is that clear? Yes, ma'am. And if he keeps banging on the force field like that, up the voltage.
All I can tell you is that my eyes say Jack Myers is in a coma, but all the instruments say he isn't. There's no medical reason for it. Dr. Mayek here is working on a theory, but that's all it is for now. Theory? Perhaps the reason is psychic, sir. On Romulus, my father oversaw failed experiments to weaponize the latent psychic powers of Remans. Some of his test subjects ended up in comas with no obvious medical cause. Prove it. Uh, better. Solve it. Alcar. Yeah? If you'd heeded Jeff Mudd's warning and stayed away from the Star Fountain, Jack wouldn't be in this coma. Melissa, if I heeded every spacer warning sent my way, we'd be spending this entire mission alone charting safe-looking gas clouds. That's not what Jack Mayer signed up for. And it doesn't sound like you, either. I signed up as a career move, and I got stuck here because of you. I've got to get back to my patient. Of course. From the windows, it looks like the Excelsior's flying through a bowl of milk. I don't know what it is, Mom. But I'm not ashamed to admit that it gives me the willies. Port sensor sweep complete. No contacts. What's that you're humming? Hmm? Oh, uh, no idea, Mom. It's been stuck in my head all day. The next part goes... Oh, you know it, Mom. What is it? No idea. It's been stuck in my head all day, too. Mom, Deck 26 reports all sweeps complete. Anything? No evidence of a blue sphere of any kind. On the ship or off, Mom? Damn! Thank the Marines for assisting my security teams on this. We were happy to help, Mom. I'll make sure that the rest of the crew hears about it, too. Even the civilians. Ah, you've heard Mr. Leo's opinions, then. Not directly. Not yet. But I know the feuding has to stop. A starship can't operate with two of its pillars at odds. The Marine Detachment, Mom, is this starship's expeditionary security force and first line of combat defense. Leo pours drinks. The ship doesn't operate at peak efficiency without both of you. My troops, Mom, do not operate at peak efficiency when a little bald man with a stupid moustache sits around all day telling half the crew that we're the reason this ship has so many casualties. I understand that, Major, but you... Respectfully, Mom, there's no but there. There can't be. Especially not from you. What's that supposed to mean? You were a Marine once, Mom. And you know from my file how that ended. I was supposed to bring that Raymond smuggler in for questioning. I lost my cool. I killed him and lost my first arm in the process. I never read your file, Mom. I only had to see you walk or sit or smile... You wore marine green, and, in my eyes, you always will. You understand why we can't function in an environment where trash like Leo is allowed to thrive. I was a marine major. Five years ago. Today, I'm an officer of the USS Excelsior NCC-2000C. So are you. So is Leo, in his way. We all belong to this ship first, our departments second. Remember it. 
Um, yes, Mom. Dismissed. Mom. Yes, Major. A Riemann smuggler. That wasn't the San Francisco ring, Mom, was it? It was. I heard stories, Mom. You would have. Earth's worst crime wave in three centuries. Its first drug craze in two? The war left us more vulnerable than we realized, in more ways than we knew. Then you were there the night of the takedown. You were in Operation Zephyrum? Major, I was Operation Zephyrum. Did they retaliate, Mom? Against your family, I mean. Some of my men who were in Zephyrum... Dismissed, Major. Mike, look at this brainwave scan. Does it explain the coma, Doctor? All of the fear centers in Jack's brain are still active. Now, this is just a guess, but I think it's possible... What happened to the power? Sick Beta Bridge? Sick Beta Bridge. Security! Security to Sick Bay! Mike, try to scan that thing. Doctor, what is that? No! Stay back! I won't go! I'll die first! Mike, what's going on? They're waiting for us in the center! Can't you see? Mike, you need that laser scalpel. No father! I am dead to Roger! And I am dead to you! Drop it, Mike! Mike! Both wrists are slashed. He's losing blood much too fast. Mike, help me get him on a bio bed. Yes, Melissa. Force shield the wrists, Mike. Somebody get me a hundred cc's anti-vasican. I haven't used that much coagulant since the war. Mike's a good doctor. He knows how to make himself bleed. Thanks, Adela. Vitals are stabilizing. What was he saying right before he tried to kill himself? I, I don't know. Something about Romulus and his father. His father is Romulan, and they don't have a good relationship. Let me check something. The fear centers. They're all still active. It's the same coma. People, I only want one thing from this briefing. Explanations. Yubari, the orb. What is it? Where is it? I don't have an explanation yet, Captain. Melissa, the coma. How do we cure it? I've confirmed it's closely related to activity in the fear centers of the brain. Jack and Mayak are literally so scared right now, they're unable to operate the rest of their brains. Jack needs respiration support just to keep breathing. But a real explanation? We're still a long way from that. It looks a little bit like the coma from the wasting, and I've studied that for over a year now with no results. Neva! The alien ship we're trying to rescue? Tell me anything. I don't have anything, sir. The center of the star fountain is a blank. It's like the sensors go blind looking at it. Okay. Last chance. Rawl, Janiyah, the power fluctuations. Just before the orb appears on the ship, we've lost power for a few seconds. 
and it's getting worse. The warp core is in rough shape, sir, and the shields are shaky. The effects seem to be exponential. But as for what's causing it, we have no clue, sir. Captain, if I may make a recommendation. Well, if I'm not getting any explanations, I may as well take recommendations. Go ahead, Alex. We should consider retreat, sir. To the edge of the star fountain? It's unlikely the alien ship would survive long enough for a second attempt. I know that. And I don't like it, Captain. But we won't save the aliens by getting ourselves killed the exact same way. I take it you're agreeing with the XO, Commander? I am. Those people are going to die without our help. There are 800 living people on this ship, sir, who may not be if we hold our course. But they'll die. Perhaps we should put it to a vote, Captain? I'll accept whatever the majority decides. What? No. No! This is not a democracy. What's gotten into you all of a sudden? We're exploring a new frontier, finding out what we can and bringing the needy back alive. I know it's a little risky, but this ship doesn't abandon a cry for help until Alex's quarters get blown to pieces. Ugh, too soon, sir. Oh, Gevinon was months ago, Alex. Just get over it. I thought this was the Federation's most honored starship, not some cut-rate Orion pleasure cruiser. Respectfully, Lieutenant... Are you calling us all cowards? Maybe. Maybe she'd be right to. Melissa, please run a bioscan on yourself. Alcar? Do it, Doctor. Focus on the fear centers of your brain. Oh no. What is it? My amygdala is showing signs of a highly elevated fear response. I thought it was just a bit tense, but... According to this, I'm scared out of my wits. And so are the rest of you. Whatever's affecting the comatose crewmen is setting up shop in our heads, too. Why aren't I affected? According to this, you are. Then shouldn't I be cowering with the rest of you? I don't know, Asuka. Maybe you're just too hardcore for the rest of us. Nobody's cowering here. But our decision-making isn't fair. All of us. Whether we voted to retreat or not. We're going to rescue that ship. Anyone who disagrees with this decision is ordered to take a break, get some lunch, relax for an hour. You've all been working hard, and nothing fortifies the heart like a full stomach. Dismissed. Mr. Mudd, no matter how many hours you bang on that force field, I'm not going to talk to you. And no, I can't read lips. Now, would you please let me work on this requisition? Shut up, Mud. Or are you going to make me come in there and... What the hell's happening to the power? Ah, there we are. Security to the brig. Force field is down. Prisoner insecure. My good man, I'm not going to make a break for it. I simply wanted to share a little information. Then share it! Ah, but, you see, in exchange, I want safe passage off this ship. I have the awful feeling that if I stay in the Star Fountain, I'm going to die. Well, talk! Najeb Pride. What about it? It's a nice planet. Some friends live there. Oh, dear Jailer. Garmin, wasn't it? I'm afraid they don't. That's ridiculous. I got a letter from Tekel right before we left Starbase. I'm sorry, Garmin, but 
This is the truth, and it's not going to be easy to hear. Security backup, where are you? You're on very thin ice, Mud. Major Prime is where Starfleet Intelligence retires you if you die under embarrassing circumstances. All its records, its inhabitants, all fake. Including Lieutenant Asuka's brother. I don't believe you. Of course you don't. I just told you your commander's a liar and your friends are dead. Why would you? But if you'll take me to my ship, I can prove what I'm telling you. Govan to Brig. Brig? Captain, all respect. But I have a loose prisoner. And where's my backup? That's what I'm calling about. They were delayed by the blue orb. It reappeared right after the power went, and it's heading your way. Try to hold on. Captain? Come, just Jailer! Jailer! It's coming after me! I know! Do something! Phasers do nothing! Mud! I have to get out! I have to get out! Mr. Hartzler! He's down! Security backup! Get on the floor! Never! You think you can stop me, you gone monsters? I have to get my sister out of here! I'm coming! The strange part is I don't feel that different. I can tell from the way I'm acting that I'm as scared as I've ever been. But it's going straight past my consciousness, right into my spine. I don't know. Maybe I should be relieved of duty. Why? I can't control this. I voted to let those people die, Bev. What scares me most is that I might do it again. You think the captain's immune to the fear field? That I am? You're both handling it better than me. <laughs> I think running headlong into danger might be the captain's natural response to fear. And you? I have my principles. The aliens are in trouble. We're the Federation. I have principles. Do you? How can you ask that? Alex, you said some very pretty things to me back when I needed to hear them. But it was easy for you to say them then. Now, when I watch you... It seems like you always just do what feels right. What do you have against doing the right thing? Doing what feels right is a lot better than doing what feels good. But it's a long way from doing the right thing. You can't trust feelings, Alex. I survived Gevinon because I trusted my feelings. Did you? Trust my feelings? Survive Gevinon. That question doesn't even make... Hey. Lieutenant. Oh, you startled me. Am I interrupting anything? People only ask that when they know the answer is yes. But you clearly didn't mean anything by it. Care to join us? Can't. Have either of you seen Leo? Around the corner, by the Domjot tables. Thanks. He's grumpy. He's always grumpy. Leo! What you need, Lieutenant? Talk. Talk to the Hall. I'm not a counselor. Not about me, Leo. I hear you have a problem with the Marines. Tell me. What's to say? You militarize a ship of peace. Its missions stop being so peaceful. You train people to shoot real good and leave diplomacy to the higher-ups. It's no surprise when there's a lot less talking and a lot more bodies. It's not the Marines' fault. They're good men. We're very good at what they do. They just don't have any business aboard the Excelsior. 
We've seen what happens to us and them when they are. You have the right to believe whatever you want, Leo. But as a member of a starship crew, can't you see... Oh, what now? Hey! Please lie down on the ground. I don't want to be uncivilized, not even to you gorn vermin. Mud. You are all my hostages now. Free my sister and give me my ship. I won't let you kill us at the center of the star fountain. Mud. My angel. Where's my sister? Don't take another step or I'll... You're disarmed, Mud. And you're delusional. Surrender. I will not surrender till you've drawn the last drop of blood from... Now you're unconscious, Mud. Yubari to medical and security. Security here. Emergency in the Delta Lounge. Lieutenant, we were just going to inform you... That Mr. Mud escaped... A little late, Ensign. Dr. Sharp, be advised that Mud seems to be in the same coma as the other victims. Yubari out. <sighs> Lieutenant, I think I... I think I owe you a drink. Leo, forget what I said. About what? About you having a right to your opinion. Did Mud come in here guns blazing because we militarized the Excelsior? Well, no, but... No, he came in here because space is dangerous. We didn't make it dangerous, and the only place where protecting yourself magically makes the galaxy more dangerous is in bad science fiction. I never said we shouldn't protect ourselves. We have security. You just saved my life. It didn't take a Marine. Leo, do you know what security school I graduated from? Uh, New Tokyo on Mars? Wrong. Titan. Uh, There's no security school on Titan. Titan Marine Ranger Academy, class of 77. Ooh-rah. You will apologize to Mr. Willis and never speak of this again where any member of the crew might hear. Now, hold... No, Leo, I don't want to hear it. You owe me your life now. This is getting off easy. Okay. Good. I'll have that drink to go. The orb attacks are getting more frequent the closer we get to the center of the star fountain, and the power drains are getting worse. If we go all the way in, I'm not sure we'll be able to get back out again. Commander, the decision's been made. Just making sure you have all the facts, sir. That's my job, sir. Well, it's not mine, Captain. Can't you feel what's at the center of this white hole? I know what my guts are telling me, but I trust my eyes a lot more. The only thing at the center of this phenomenon is a crippled alien ship that needs our help. Plus, possibly the Iconian planet we need to find if we're going to save the entire galaxy from annihilation. Anything else is just bad vibes. It's more than that, and you know it. Captain. Lieutenant, your progress? When Mr. Mutt attacked us in the Delta Lounge, he was raving about the Gorn. Everyone who touches the orb starts saying gibberish. It's not gibberish. I read his file. Twenty years ago, Mud and his sister were sentenced to death by the Gorn hegemony. Mud escaped. His sister didn't. So Mud was reliving something that really happened to him. The worst thing that ever happened to him. Myers. What about Jack Myers? During the Battle of Gevinod, he was trapped in a storage unit with three other engineers while the Bluegills tried to swarm in. Jack was the only survivor. That's why he was screaming about them getting in. 
What about the music? What music? When the orb appears? The music it's playing. There isn't any music, Melissa. <laughs> I've had that song stuck in my head all day. Just can't remember where I heard it. Me too! Well, I never heard it until the orb appeared. You really didn't notice it playing? The orb can mess with our heads. Who knows what we really heard? Whether or not it came from the orb, it must mean something that we've all been hearing it. Dum, 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 dum. Uncanny. But why? No idea. But I suspect someone's about to get a much better idea. Red alert! Engineering, epicenter of that power fluctuation. Main bridge, sir. One of us, even. There! Can you hear the music? No! There's no music! It's going to keep moving until it touches one of us! Me! Let it take me! They call it a smuggling ring, but these Remans are more like a death cult, and the Ketrasol white they sell is their sacrament. Tonight, Charlie Company, you are my exorcists. Hoorah! Captain Yubari, Sir. front and center. Everything hinges on your company's retrieval of the informant, whoever it is. We have the location. We have the countersign. We don't need to know who the informant is. He just needs to name the Kingpin. All right. Once the informant identifies the Kingpin, Alpha Company takes the Kingpin alive, and the entire ring collapses. The rest of the battalion will keep... With respect, General. I know the mission. And you don't have to worry about my personal feelings. I won't let them interfere. Soldier, the smuggling ring killed your parents. When the informant tells us who the Kingpin is, you'll have your first chance for justice. I want your personal feelings to interfere. Yes, General. And Captain. Sir? You know this is a memory, don't you? Stardate 57555. Worst day of my life. You might think it'll be easier knowing what's going to happen next. Well, you're wrong. It's worse. There's only one escape for you. Get out of the Star Fountain. Squad, dismissed. What? Where is this? Another memory? Ask her. Bezu. This is Sato Beach, near my old house. Our old house. I must be, what, nine, ten years old? Eight, stupid. Now come play with me. I don't want to play with you, Bezu. Remember what happened last time? Come on, Aska. All I want to do is bury you a little. You won't even have to move. It'll be fun. I want to play in the water. How about you play with me, or I'll tell Mum you are fighting with your brother again. 
and I'll call you a liar. You know, little sister, that I'll have the bruises to prove it, and Mum will never believe I gave them to myself. You'll get grounded again. Come on, just play with me. It won't be like last time? Not at all. Look, I already dug the hole for you to stand in. Having to say the exact same words, walk the exact same steps, even knowing what's coming. <laughs> the agony must be exquisite. I think deep down, I always knew what was coming. Look, we'll return to this later. Let's get back to San Francisco. Captain, get down, Mom. Whoa! Turning fire. Captain, are you all right, Mom? Major? Mom, second Lieutenant Ryan Wills, Mom. Can you walk? We're almost to the informant, Mom. Lieutenant? You were on this mission? But earlier... He lied. Operation Zafram left him with his own demons to exercise. You met a lot of Marines that night, but you forgot. He was one of them. Mom. Never mind. Of course I can walk. I wasn't even hit. No thanks to your shouting. Mom, sorry, Mom. And I like you better once you stop saying ma'am all the time. Mom? Never mind. How many are there? Three, Mom. Well trained, well fortified. So if we try to break through to the informant together, we'll get mowed down. Mom. Yes, Mom. Really, you need to stop saying that. Cover me. Mom, you'll be torn to shreds out there if you try to... By the end of the night, Pager, I'll have my arm blown off and a giant metal plate in my leg. But right now, I'm a cracking ballerina of death. I'll never shoot or run this well again, but by God, I will get to the informant. Mom. Yes, Mom. Now! I'm up to my neck now. You can stop. I'm buried. You buried me. Do you know what I heard once, sister? Beiju, let me out. I heard that there's a moment. Beiju, stop. It's getting in my... <coughs> getting in my mouth. A moment just before someone dies, when you can look into their eyes and see their soul. Was this the greatest betrayal of your life, Lieutenant? Or was this? Blossom to Damocles. I've reached the rendezvous. Three Remans dead at the entrance. Looks like our informant had to fight his way here. Give me the sign. Damocles, come in. Nothing. Champ. I love all waste and solitary places. I love all waste and solitary. Aska? Hands up! Countersign! Aska-san, it's me. Besu, you're the informant? Five years, Aska. You don't write, you don't call. I was expecting an actual remit. Why wasn't I told you were infiltrating them? Your superiors think I was killed two years ago in a sword fight of Corsava 4. Brahms didn't tell you? 
Two years is more than enough time to re-establish contact. That would really miss the point, Askasan, since I was faking my own death. Of course you did. Starfleet tries to turn you into a decent human being, and you'll do anything to escape. Fine. The General can sort it out after the extraction. This way. Ask me for the countersign. What? You never made me give the countersign. How do you know who I am? Bezu, there'll be more Remans on the way. We have no more time for games. Ask me. Fine. Sign. I love all waste and solitary places. Countersign. I don't know. Countersign, Bezu. I tell you, I've no idea. I'll bet that dead Reman just inside the door did. He was the informant after all. But... but if he was the informant... Uh-oh, sister. Haven't you been wondering why the Remans killed mother and father? Two more harmless people you could hardly have imagined with their music and their gardening. Yet they were executed like common gangland snitches. I assumed that was a reprisal for something you'd done. In a sense, yes. They died because they had learned who I was. Because they'd heard the name Prince Bezu of Remus. You're the kingpin. They tried to turn me in. I had no choice, Askasan. Just as I have no choice now. Don't move. I'll shoot. Set to kill. There's a Romulan suppression field around this entire plaza. Your phaser, communicator, useless. Damn it! Do you remember the beach, Askasan? All those years ago? Bezu, no! Don't! Oh, you didn't need your right arm, did you? If you'd like to stop a moment to collect it, feel free. Blossom to Damocles! Damocles! Running so soon? No, sister. I want to see your eyes this time. You are... You are just promise! Please! We'll just have to sever your hamstring. There it is, Lieutenant. The moment you know you're about to die. Only this isn't the first time you've known that. vision is blurry. Your brain is shutting down. Only the pain is left. This is the moment when you break. As you run screaming from the star fountain and no one can stop you. Let go, sister. Let me see your eyes. And still, you aren't really afraid, are you? Not... I'm sorry, sister. Isaac should never have sent you. Bezu, you never killed me before. All those times you tried. You had our parents to protect you. No longer. Now. Turn and face your end. It's the honorable thing, and somehow that's always mattered to you, didn't it? Despite your best efforts. Bezu! I said, face me, Asuka! Bezu! 
There's something you should know. Fine. I'll turn your head myself. You didn't get the whole hamstring. No warm arm! My sword! Not so fast! Give it back. See, please. My neck. You'll live. Probably. I don't under... Understand. You lost, Beidou. I'm not just your tortured little sister anymore, and Mom and Dad can't protect you out here. Protect me? It took a million Riemann troops to replace them, but you're nothing alone. You never were. How does it feel? Feel? To have a sword pointed at your own throat for once, you monster. Is that how you see this little slip-up? you, if you answer one more question with a question, I'll slit your throat. No, you won't. Something you never understood, sister. Listen closely. It's why I was always able to bully you, why you never rose as far as I. It's not about who's holding the sword. It never is. The power of generals and princes, of life and death, always goes to the one who has leverage. Leverage is how I brought Praetor Shins onto power. Leverage is how I survived his fall. Uh, your marine squad can't be two minutes away. You just captured me. I have intelligence your section needs. Information about the Sword of Damocles from my underworld contacts. Uh, uh, I've lost today, granted. But I don't need my army. Isaac Brahms is protecting me now. Leverage, Asker. If you could get your temper under control for one minute, you'd finally see that. The beach again. Strange. Why are we here? I said, let go, Asker. Let go. Uh, fine. I guess I'll have to let you live. Hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. Yeah, we were just playing. I'll dig her out in time for dinner. There, home early. I thought I'd have longer to dangle you over the precipice there. Make you think you were dead. Maybe next time. You want to call him a monster. You want to kill him. But somewhere deep down, part of you is grateful. He lets you breathe again. Leverage, you said? Don't despise it, just because it's keeping me alive. It's kept you alive for decades. You're an evil creature, Bezu. Evil is a silly word for it. But thank you, and well done. I can see your temper coming under control. You were right. I'm beginning to see things clearly, calmly. Congratulations! This is just the first step. Just bandage it with some leverage, Basu. I've never seen that look on your face before, Yubari. I did it again. I tried so hard this time. And I still did it. 
Your report said he died because you lost your cool in the heat of battle. He died because... I don't know. Don't know. Hmm. Right. Or can't say. Yes. And now, you are afraid. More than I have ever been. So get out of the Star Fountain. Run away as fast as you can. You can't run away from yourself, General. No matter how much you want to. Do you know what I saw in his eyes? What? Nothing. Yubari, we need to talk. I'm gushing blood down a limb, going into shock. I don't have time. Then the beacon will slow the memory. We'll have a little longer before you lapse into unconsciousness. But you still won't do a thing for the pain, will you? <laughs> oh my god! What are you? The Iconians laid the beacon one million years ago as a warning. A drained ship's power compels its crew anything to keep them away from the center of what you call the Star Fountain. Why? Is this for the Iconians keep their buried treasure? Huh. You mean Avalon? No. Avalon could never be found, except by she who holds the mapstone. The Star Fountain contains only the Beast. A Beast? The Beast. The Beast lured you into the Star Fountain. Offering you your heart's desire. There is no distress call, no alien ship, no Avalon at the center. There is only the beast, imprisoned in the white hole, and its illusions. It will consume you. Yubari, you must get out. You couldn't have just told us that? The beacon needs to last as long as the beast. Seventy million years. Language may no longer translate, but fear always will. So the beacon was programmed for fear. <laughs> Didn't work on us. The Excelsior is the first ship to penetrate this far into the anomaly in almost seven centuries. Very few sapiens thrive on fear, as you do. A trait I've always admired in you, Miss Yubari. But which today may prove your undoing. Got me past your stupid fear program. Oh. Asuka. Just... Blood loss. Not sure it's the arm or the leg that's worse. Can't your beacon do anything for the pain? It already is. More than 90% of the pain encoded in your memories being blocked. Otherwise, you'd be hallucinating. Says the dead man I'm talking to. We don't have much time, Lieutenant. You have to get away from the beast. When you wake up, you'll have about 10 seconds. Execute an emergency warp reverse. It's your only chance. It may already be too late. The beast has not fed for centuries, and it is desperate. Wait. I can hear the music. The music that's been in our heads. You perceive it as music? Huh, very interesting. It was you. What does it mean? Listen. If all else fails, we've given you the tools you need to defeat the beast. But what about the music? I said... We've given you the tools you need. You're almost gone. There's no... Dubari! Captain, you need to execute an emergency warp reverse. Right now. Reporting is Alex, answer. Bev, the orb just got Yubari. Step back. Captain, the beacon didn't get me. I defeated its programming. I'm not hallucinating. 
I'm fully aware of my surroundings, and you need to trust me. This is a trap. We need to lock the warp engines into an emergency reverse before it's too late. Penetrating the inner boundary now, sir. Lieutenant LaRock, please. You told me to ask questions. Well, I've been asking questions, and now I have the answers from the Iconians themselves. Emergency reverse now, or we're all dead. I think she's all right, Captain. Helm, lock in the warp engines and engage him. Sir, I just lost helm control. What? Why? Some kind of tractor beam. Power outputs off the scale. The Excelsior has penetrated the inner boundary. We are now in visual range of the white hole. On screen. That's no alien starship. I will devour your souls. Your hopes and ambitions will creep in me, and I will feed on your very eyes. There is no alien starship. There never was. It's the beast. That thing created the orb? No. The beast was imprisoned here by the Iconians. It tried to lure us in with its distress call. The orb was an Iconian beacon intended to ward us off. Which I furiously ignored. Dang. Hailing frequencies. Open. This is the Federation Starship Excelsior. We are on a peaceful mission of peace and peacefulness. Peace. Peace they cry when there is no peace. It can read our thoughts. That's how it lured us in here. A distress call and Avalon? How could we resist? The Excelsior is a Starfleet dreadnought equipped with an advanced arsenal. Release us or we will be forced to defend ourselves. To defend yourself for I shall feed. <laughs> feed. Engines are overwhelmed. We're being pulled forward. Into the white hole? No. Into that thing's mouth. Lieutenant Jubari, quantum torpedoes, full spread. Full spread, aye. Captain, I don't feel the fear anymore. We're beyond the reach of the beacon. It can't affect us. You mean scare us? Or save us. Torpedo impact. The beast doesn't appear to be injured. No effect. Wait. That isn't completely accurate. The torpedo struck some kind of multiplexing energy field around the beast, which absorbed their impact. Like a deflector shield. It's more layered than that. Different shields protecting different parts, and the whole thing is rotating, flickering, 80,000 times per second. Our first torpedo did serious damage to one of the beast's shields, but our second torpedo hit a different shield. Our third torpedo hit a third shield. We couldn't cut through with a thousand torpedoes like this. Can we target just one of the shields, focus our fire there, and punch through? There seems to be more than a million total shields, shifting constantly, flickering on and off. It's breathtaking, really. Our computers can't see enough of a pattern to lock on to just one. If we could... I don't like to rush, sirs, but distance is five million kilometers in closing. Neva, take your best guess and feed it to tactical. You bark. Precision phaser strikes as soon as you have the solution. Sir, I Commander, don't... we don't have time to crack the code. We barely have time for a guess. I trust you. Do it. Yes, sir. Solution received. Firing all phasers. Report. 
Damn it! Even less effect than the last volley, sir. I need more time. Two million kilometers. Engineering, we need more power. Well, try and find your second wind, sir. 1.5. The tools we need to defeat the beast. The tools we need to defeat the beast. Lieutenant. The tools we need to defeat the beast. What if Brahms wasn't ignoring my question? What if he was answering it? Brahms? Brahms is dead. Dr. Sharp, check if she's hallucinating. No, wait. Switching phaser solution to manual. Opening fire. If we were that sort, we wouldn't be in here in the first place. Eva? It's working. Lieutenant Yubari has found the pattern. She's breaking through. Wyatt, please. No! No! We're through! I can't stop. Need to keep the hole open. Roll. Secondary access. Load quantum torpedoes. Loaded. Fire! Warp engines online. Emergency reverse. Hit it! The beast is destabilizing the white hole. I've never seen anything like it. Any threat to us? I don't think it's going to be a threat to anyone for a few hundred years, Captain. Well, that certainly wasn't. The orb! It's back! Not again! Lieutenant, look out! Asuka. Beacon. This isn't San Francisco. No need for bad memories now. This is a good one. One of mine. I hope to see you one last time before you leave the Star Fountain. Why? Well, for one, I owe you an apology. I have for a long time now. What I did to you in uh, San Francisco. I never blamed the General. But he's dead. Stop pretending you're him. I don't need an apology from some fragment of my own subconscious some beacon is mind-reading back at me. And you're not going to get one. Tell Mr. Roll it's time he apologized for both of us. Roll? He wasn't at Operation Zephram. No, he wasn't. But he knows what we did. And when you see him, you tell him my asphodels are blooming. He'll understand. Now, I understand you're looking for Avalon, the Scion treasure world. Iconian. Same thing. Sionians are what the Iconians became after they left the galaxy. You mean you didn't get that from the spelling? Fine. Icons. Scions. I don't care. If the Bluegills find Avalon, they'll use what they find there to destroy the Milky Way galaxy. We need to get there first. It might give us the first fighting chance against the sort of Damocles we've ever had. Yes, I suppose it might. If you need to find Avalon, then you need to find the Mapstone. The what? An artifact. 
It is said that Avalon can be found only by a scion, or by she who holds the mapstone. I don't suppose you have a copy. There are no known copies, nor do I know of its exact location. But I believe you may find it near the edge of the Jathlin Arm. Oh, dear. What? I wasn't supposed to tell you that. The beacon systems are shutting down. You'll be locked out. The Jathlin Arm is huge. I need more, General. I've told you all I know. Tell Dovan, tell Parker, hell, tell Hannes, if she'll listen. The Mapstone. She who finds the Mapstone finds Avalon. And Asuka. I'm proud of you. Yubari? Uh, the beacon deactivated. Captain, I have some information I need to share with you immediately. About the beacon? No. About Avalon. I might have an idea where it is. My ready room, now. Does anyone have any idea what just happened? I can't wait to read her report. Assuming it isn't classified. I'm sure we'll find out what we need to know in good time. Ensign Roll. Set course for Morex. Cruising speed. Course laid in. I suppose I'd better get back down to sickbay to see if our patients are reviving. Wouldn't want Mr. Mudd to miss his trial. Don't give him any ideas. Engage. So... How do you evaluate your performance on the assignment? I hate this question. Why pretend my evaluation matters? Yours is the one that does. The great prophet taught us that to understand a thing is to change it. How you perceive your own command abilities will make a much bigger difference in the long run than whatever silly number I put down on this little review. That number determines whether I actually advance towards my promotion. And if you dodge the question again, Lieutenant, I'm reducing the number by 5%. Fine. I tried to find an even-handed solution. I listened to both Mr. Willis and Mr. Leo and looked for the middle ground between them. But I lost my temper. I sided with the Major and nailed the barkeep to the wall. I failed in the assignment you gave me. There. Am I a better commander now that I've saved you from having to tell me I failed? Lieutenant... What was the assignment I gave you? To resolve the conflict between Marine Country and the Delta Lounge. And the Major has lifted the ban on Marines visiting the Delta Lounge. There's two right now at the Tri-D chess table. I didn't resolve the conflict. I picked a side. Yes, of course you did. Leo was dead wrong. He's a barkeep. He had absolutely no business even commenting on ship's operations. Certainly not criticizing you corrected him and made it stick. Problem solved. Who said anything about not picking sides? A good leader doesn't pick sides. A good leader finds a compromise everyone can embrace. Like you said, a leader gives orders others want to follow. That's why I've never been one. And never will. With all due respect, Lieutenant, that's a bunch of bucktog. A good leader is fair. But all that means is your subordinates get what they deserve. Which is exactly what you did. Asking the Major to meet Leo in the middle of this. 
That would have been an injustice. Ninety-one. Ninety-what? Ninety-one. That's your score on this assignment. Keep this up, and you'll make Lieutenant Commander before I do. <sighs> Sadly, that's the end of my lunch break. I need to get to Life Sciences for a meeting about their computer upgrades. You'll excuse me. Of course, sir. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Ma'am? I was wondering how long you were going to keep lurking over there, Ensign. Mind if I finish Alex's cookies? I want one. The rest are yours. So, I read your report. Good for you. You want an autograph? You saw Isaac. It wasn't the general. It was just the beacon, reconstructing him from my own memories. I know that's what you said in your report. I was just wondering if you were lying about that, too. What? Quote, I was then forced to relive the sword fight that I had with the Riemann kingpin, Delex, who had just killed my brother, Bezu, the informant. Delex used a Romulan Saharian sword to sever my left arm above the elbow, and... You just reported the same cover story you've been reporting for three years. You never admit to killing Bezu yourself. You never call him the kingpin. That's what I'm supposed to do. The truth is classified. So how the hell do you know about it? It was my fault. What? I owe you an apology, Lieutenant. I have for a long time. I trained Bezu for his insertion into the Riemann smugglers. So did Isaac. We saw what he was on the inside, but we were arrogant. We were intelligence. We thought we could control him. And we couldn't have been more wrong. He didn't help us get the Riemanns under control. He took control and turned against us. If we had just been willing to admit the truth when we saw it, Bezu never would have amounted to more than a local thug. Your parents would still be alive. And you'd still have... Well... At least some of your original limbs. I'd like to say you couldn't have known. But you did, didn't you? Isaac always tried to watch out for you after Bezu went bad. He thought there would be poetic justice in you collecting the informant who would bring Bezu's whole organization down. That's why you were on Operation Zephyr. He had no idea he was sending you into a trap. But he never forgave himself for it. Which is strange. Isaac forgave himself so often. Yet he never bothered to actually apologize. No. I suppose he didn't. Did he like flowers, Bev? Isaac Brahms? Flowers? No, not that I recall. Why? The Beacon's version said something to me. Something odd. I know it's from my own mind, but I can't make any sense of it. We were in a garden. Another of your memories? No. One of his, he said. Describe it for me. I don't know. Lots of bushes, flowers, a hedge. Looked kind of beat up, honestly. Brahms told me to tell you the asphodels were blooming. Asphodels? He said that? Specifically? Asphodels? Yeah. You look like you just saw a ghost. Not me, but somebody did. On Gevinon, I spent time in Isaac's mind. The real Isaac, not a projection. 
The heart of his mind was a garden. I don't remember this in your report. I never told anyone. The psychic battle we were waging was important. The details of how it looked didn't matter. But we fought the Bluegill Kings in that very garden. Nearly everything was destroyed. Isaac was on the brink of death. But we managed to save one flower. Just one. Right in the center of the garden. It was an asphodel. That... That doesn't make any sense. The beacon was reading from my mind, not yours. Or maybe it wasn't reading anyone's minds at all. The Jathlin arm, he said? Yeah, near the edge. I wonder whether we'll find more than just a map stone out there. In that episode, Bezu, Terry Cooper, Jefferson Tiberius Mudd, Scott J. Smith, Leo, John Specht, The Beast, Clay Duggar, Kestra Janiah, Jacqueline Luca, Dr. Mayek, Robert Haddon, The Major, Chris Bainbridge, Brahms, Julian Bain, Jack Myers, Sean Burgos, Brig Guard, Gary Colbaum, Nurse Hennessy, Mike Hennessy, Security Officers, Glenn Haskell and Kyle McDonald, Directed by Jim Smagata, Executive Producer James Haney, Written by Joel Jordan. Post-producers, Shane Davidson, Andy Thompson, Jim Smagata, Alexander Cole, Mike Hennessy, Brandon Cross, Gary Colbaum, Matthew Blondin, and Bob Hopwood. Line producers, Luke Hardy, Nathan Pope, Bob Hopwood, and Alan Michael Sword. Artwork, John Boss. Theme song by Samuel Gillis. Full music credits at starshipexcelsior.com. Special thanks, Emily Potter, Martha Haney, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Television and Paramount Pictures. Next time, a voyage into the Jathlin Arm prepares us for the 50th anniversary adventure of a lifetime. This has been an Excelsior production.